All right, so. All right. Hello, Roxbury Learning Community. Uh, my name is Eric Schmidt. I am the secondary uh, language arts and performing arts supervisor um, here in Roxbury Schools. I'm joined today by a few special guests. Um, on a show, we're going to feature uh, expository writing, which is an exciting program. We offer dual credit at Roxbury High School, as well as a new uh, opportunity for students called the Roxbury Scholar Fair. I'm joined by Miss Caitlin Stellingworth um, and two students, Sienna Mahoney and Brennan Andrews. So if everyone could just introduce themselves and say hi. Hi, uh, I'm Miss Stellingworth. I have been teaching expository writing for two years. I am a uh, fourth year teacher uh, at Roxbury High School. I'm Sienna Mahoney. I'm a senior and I have taken expository writing this year. Uh, I'm Brennan Andrews. I'm also a senior and I also took expository writing this year. Awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. So um, for the public who may not be familiar with what expository writing is, um, we introduced this program a few years ago. It was a replacement of a traditional AP language nonfiction course. Uh, and it's our first dual credited course in Roxbury High School and the first one in the English department. So Ms. Dellingworth, if you could maybe share a little bit about what is this class and why is it so important? So the goal of expository writing is to create critical thinkers of college freshmen, which is quite a ask uh, if you meet any college freshmen because a lot's going on your freshman year. Um, so the vision for it is to introduce very challenging nonfiction texts and ask them to make the connections between seemingly unrelated articles. I know my students can kind of attest to how difficult these were. Um, so we took it to Roxbury in order to offer students who maybe wouldn't become English majors and want to get ahead of these college thinking skills to either just buy the credits and have the course done or to just have experience with college level writing um, at, in a more comfortable setting here uh, at their home in Roxbury. So I really enjoy the course because it introduces a lot of modern ideas and it really is, in, in my opinion, one of the most challenging courses that I have ever taught as a teacher. So That's awesome. You get a little bit into like that stepping stone to prepare students for college. How would you define like what are college level expectations? What is college level writing? <sighs> college level writing is taking your own ideas and articulating them through other people's ideas, right? So like everything that we do in expository writing is taking what someone else said that was smart and putting it with our own smart ideas and then coming up with something totally new. Um, so I think in order to be a successful college student, you not only have to be able to understand these really difficult texts and all these different ideas, but you also have to add your own spin to them. So you're understanding, you're analyzing it, you're critiquing it, but you're adding your own level of analysis and questioning. So I think that that was really the focal point of it is being that inquisitive questioning student. Absolutely. Uh, and we could see that the class had really yielded great results. Students who participate in the class um, can submit their portfolio to Rutgers for evaluation. And we're happy to report that every student who did so uh, ended up passing Rutgers expectations for expository writing. Two of those students today, Brennan Andrews and C.M. Mahoney, uh, congratulations to you guys on that work. I know it was a ton of work. Uh, kind of it was. You. <laughs> <laughs> it was. About your experience. Talk a little bit about being an expository writing student. What does that entail? Um, so it's a lot of, I, I would describe it to somebody who asked, like, if they wanted to take the course to, like, prepare for sort of like an up and down of like your, like how much work you're doing like at once. 
because a lot of it, it comes like in waves with like you, you get your readings and then it's almost like you're, you, you're having to look at these very challenging texts, analyze them, annotate them. And that can be like a lot at once. And then it's sort of, and then like the space between that and writing your paper, it takes a little bit of time. So you're able to digest the info. We were able to discuss amongst one another. And those were like some of my most favorite parts of the course was in between our readings in the paper when we were able to discuss amongst each other our ideas about the um, reading and what it, it, what it means and how it connects to maybe things that we had read prior. And then the, the writing experience, we had like a good amount of time. It was about two weeks to write our papers. They were about five pages. And um, like I had never felt like I had written something like that before because usually when like I'm the type of person that when I need to write something, it sort of just like flows out of me like as I go, like I have like an idea of what I'm going to do and then it just goes and it comes out and the product is like just this fluid thing where like when I was writing these papers this year, it felt very it was almost like a like I was writing it in stages. Like I had to really, it really challenged me because I had never really had to like plan out so specifically how I was going to write and how I was going to form this argument. So that was something that I really, um, that really I think helped me and like changed my perspective on like writing a lot. Santa, thank you so much. One thing I'm hearing in there is how, um, you know, in a world where things are often instant, right? And we see instant results in different ways. I hear a lot of like slow thinking, deep thinking, and really taking some time to really arrive at, at some strong ideas. Miss mm -hmm. um, Selling, I know. Okay, yes, I was going to pop in and just say, like, I think Sienna really embodied uh, the growth mindset this year because there were many opportunities where we had had that rough draft because I do a rough draft and a final draft where you weren't happy with where it was, but we were confident that we could get it to where you wanted to be. So like having growth mindset was something that is essential to the course. Like I don't think, and I think that that is another college skill set. Like you need to come into a class knowing that you're not, you're not done with it. You need to look for what you have, have to learn still. And that was something that I noticed that you did really, really well. You took that growth mindset and you applied it to each one of your drafts. And that again, and to, to Ms. Dellingworth's credit and also to the nature of the course, it's something that we really value at expository writing is that opportunity for revision and that opportunity to grow in an environment in which you can grow, uh, which is kind of contrary to maybe a traditional AP course where you spend all this time preparing for the one test you take in May. And in three mm -hmm. hours, you're assessed for your entire year based on a three hour. Assessment. And you never see it again. Like no. you never. I don't. I wish I could see yeah, some right? stuff I wrote. Like, <laughs> like it's like a fever dream. Like yeah. you don't know what you wrote. Right. And here now we have a portfolio with true mm -hmm. evidence of that growth. Brennan, if you could uh, maybe help us understand a little bit about or convince somebody who's thinking that this class is just too hard. Maybe it's not worth my time. What would you say to somebody who's maybe struggling and deciding why they should take expository writing? Um, especially after taking the course, I think something that that makes it more of a challenge that I think pe more people should take on as well as uh, maybe something that is more digestible for more people than uh, it might be perceived is just the fact that it, the college semester is recreated so well within the year where um, you're going for a set amount of months and it, we kind of plop that, that mock college semester in the middle of the year. So you're going through and you have a buildup. You're still, you're, it, it's still a senior English class. You're still going to discuss your, uh, 
your college applications. You're still going to be have help with your college essay, and then you you kind of you ease into it, and then it's there, and then you're you're in the process, and along that you have winter break. All these there's a vast amount of time to just kind of like think about these ideas, and you you hear four papers that are all going to be vast, you know, like concepts trying to be put down in whatever six to seven pages. It, it sounds very intimidating. I know it especially was going in, but when you when you think about how the ideas play off each other along the year, especially when we're using uh, similar sources, if not the same sources, throughout the papers, it um, the the like Miss Stellingworth said, the growth mindset. It's it's a growth mindset for yourself and your skill set within the class, but also your ideas from paper one are gonna grow, and I, I I'm my better understanding of what I wrote from paper one helped me with paper three still, you know what I mean? Like, like growing and like, and like kind of adding all of these concepts that we're learning about to like, kind of like your, like your skill set and having, having them with you. It, uh, I felt coming out of the class, I had such a great like societal view just because of how, how many things we covered and it all kind of came down to one. And then uh, it all fit, fit un under the um, kind of the umbrella of like hegemonic, structures and that was super cool to see to be able to spot that even even the ones that we didn't learn about in class is just to look around the world and see that and so um it, it it's not the easiest class uh the the papers are challenging you're given ample time you're given uh ample freedom to be to your own ideas and take and have your own take on the text you're given and i really enjoyed the text this year so um I'm not going to say it's the easiest class, but I would say that the challenge is something that is way more suitable for more people, especially with how small our class size is. And I, I understand it's growing, which is great. So heading in the right direction. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned something in your response, too, that I thought may be a perfect segue about when you say like you're just sort of your worldview expands, your understanding of the world expands. I saw all the heads nod at the table once you know we kind of brought that up. Uh, and I think that might be a great segue into the Scholar Fair, which uh, was new this year. It was an idea Ms. Dellingworth had to promote and celebrate expository writing students and the work they've done. So, uh, Ms. Dellingworth, if you could explain a little bit about what is the Scholar Fair. So I, as a high schooler, I kind of participated in something similar in one of my courses uh, on literature of the Holocaust was the course. And we did a tolerance fair. So we took a new issue that was happening, like a humanitarian crisis, and we presented on it. So my thought was these students have read what other people have to say about all of these issues that they see in the world. And I couldn't think of a better way to kind of capstone that than to give them an opportunity to point one out themselves. And I think I was really impressed the most with how quickly they took to their topics. Like it was almost like it spoke to them in a way. Um, and all of them were so vastly different, but important in their own right. So that was just something that was really, really cool to kind of watch me go from this experience that was so important to me in high school and then recreating that with a new spin on this course uh, for students who I now have. And like this is something that I think is going to be a part of this course moving forward because it was just such a success. And uh, you guys had two awesome presentations, too. So I'm excited to hear about that. Your perspective. So let's hear a little bit about those presentations. Uh, Sienna, could you tell us a little bit about your presentation at the Scholar Fair? So I did my presentation with um, my friend Madeline Flug, who took the course as well. And we wanted to do a topic that was, um, that was connected to the concepts that were really in the course. 
And a lot of what we discussed like was about like the economic like structures like in like the world like and it was like a lot of our pieces were like critiques about like various elements of like the capitalist system. So we wanted to do something like that echoed that. So we decided to look at um, how um, the clothing industry and like fast fashion is um, almost like a microcosm of like all of the ways that um, like unlimited like capitalist like laissez-faire capitalism and things like that are um, exploiting like specifically um, like um, third world countries and how it's almost like a modern day colonialism and how um, people like us who are in like the United States and other people in developed countries are like shielded from the fact that what we like wear on a day-to-day -day basis and like even other products that we use on a day-to-day -day basis are being produced on the shoulders of people who are suffering immensely and who are being exposed to horrible conditions and to almost like slave labor. So um, we focused on like um, their working conditions, um, factories and like how their um, work days are so long and how um, and the staggering amount of money that these corporations are making off of um, these third world nations and their citizens and how none of this money is being given to them and that it's almost like a perpetual cycle of poverty because these people are forced into these horrible conditions where they are being, um, they virtually have no lives because their shifts are so long. And then they aren't gaining any money and their countries aren't gaining any money. So it's almost like a form of oppression. I was there for the presentation. It was uh, definitely eye-opening. It was a really popular exhibit. Um, and the way in which the, the fair is set up, you're able to basically um, share this information with students throughout the course of the day, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, you know, beautifully done, well presented. Brendan, if you could share a little bit about what was your presentation? So uh, my presentation was about mindfulness and meditation. It was, uh, well, I'll talk about the issue I was trying to target. Uh, essentially, I think that addiction and disassociation is so you know prevalent, uh, and I see it very uh, very often in my demo age demographic. Uh, any basically any any age, I think uh, many people struggle with it. And I was just talking about using meditation as a tool to um, you know advocate for mental health and and fight against people's uh, the common struggles that many people are going through. For mental health, I, I was specifically targeting. Um, I mean, when Miss Dellingworth pitched this to us, uh, it was pitched as something that what's something that you really want to tell the freshman class that if, if as you as you're exiting high school, what's something that you wish you went through high school with in the back of your mind? And um, I wish I had been, you know, doing the little things just to just to fight and and kind of be more prepared for all, uh, everything that happens throughout high school. And I think a lot of that is comes with um, fighting the automatic practices. And and with all the texts we, we read this year, I, I, I really tied it back into this one we wrote about um, the algorithms of Facebook and social media and how they, they suck you in and and it, they're, you're, you're made to think automatically and you're, you're, they're putting beliefs in your head and everything like that. And 
just just I think there's like it goes beyond Facebook. It goes beyond any any social media platform. Just just daily life, you're you're having things put in your head by other people, and with meditation, it, it clears that and uh, it it devotes specific time to being alone to just your thoughts, just your perspective, and it can kind of recenter yourself to to where you're you're going through life with a a better perspective and a more uh, more clear conscience, whatever you want to call it. It seems like it's just a critical, really important topic, especially for you're saying like underclassmen mm-hmm. uh, and to just like have a better headspace kind of going into their, their senior years uh, at Roxbury High School. Um, you know, all of what I'm hearing really reminds me of a lot of the values that we uh, aspire to with Portrait of a Graduate. Uh, we have, you know, curious thinkers, critical thinkers, citizens, leaders, uh, and you're really a testament to that type of work. So, you know, kudos to you. And again, huge shout out to Miss Sellingworth, who without you, none Thank of this you. would really be possible. Uh, you create an environment for these things to happen and uh, really value that. You guys killed it. So the fact that you guys were Thank able you. to make such giant leaps and like teach these lessons, like I think that you become the master of this knowledge when you decide to teach it and tell somebody else about it. And I kind of finished our class with hoping that you guys don't go into that automatic thinking, right? Remember, we finished with this is water. And I think both of you guys are just going to go forward in life and be critical thinkers, be the portraits of what we want our graduates to be. So So some final thoughts before we leave for today. Um, Just thinking about just the difficulty, the challenge, I think rigor is something that's often discussed. in terms of like what what is capable and and what is nearly uh, an impossible ask, uh, what is like kind of the environment that allows for this to really uh, flourish and and to, to take root and to take off? So I'll tell you guys what my theory was, and you can tell me how it came out in like practicality. So um, I always viewed myself as more of the guide on the side rather than the sage on stage. If you're in education, that's like a super rote phrase. Could you explain that for those who aren't in A thousand times. So when you are the sage on stage, you're like, listen to me. I am the smartest person ever. I have the degree. You need to learn from me. Whereas the guide on the side understands that like learning is a lifelong process. I'm not going to get to a point where I'm done learning ever in my whole life. And neither are any of us at this table. Um, So my job and my role in the classroom is to give you guys opportunities to try to do hard things just because something is difficult does not mean that it's impossible. Um, it just means that we need to have that growth mindset going into it. So my view is to expose you guys to a variety of things that are challenging might complicate your worldview, but then let you guys kind of digest it because there's a lot of people who will try and tell you what to think in this world, but it's your job at the end of the day as academics, as students, as just members of the you know, a democracy is to understand what these ideas are saying and then make your own opinion about it. So I think that when you have your, when you set expectations high, students will most of the time try to meet them, you know, for the most part, if they buy in and they see your vision for what this classroom should be and what the class is about, they will 
take that on themselves, right? I feel like you guys have a passion for your topics. And even when we were on like paper three, like we were been talking about these ideas a lot, I still felt like you guys were genuinely engaging with these ideas as these like curious thinkers. So my goal was to expose you, talk about it, give you perspectives, but never kind of be like, this is the right way. Let you guys make that decision for yourself. So I don't know how that, that came out. If uh, my theory, you know, worked. So, yeah, I mean, I think especially for me, uh, you, you were there throughout the whole process, and even when, even when I, I had to take it on my own and personal and not, not necessarily personalize the issues, as in find my find the root of it, try and understand it. Try, especially when some some of these are so foreign or maybe don't maybe don't affect me. Maybe they're in foreign countries. I just when trying to personalize it and understand it, you were you were also there throughout through that. You were whatever you, whatever you called it, the guy on the yeah, side throughout me. the whole process, uh, if needed. And, um, it really helped. I mean, the, the understanding that I walk away, that I'm walking away with from like all these texts, all these sources, I, you were, you were very big in that. You were monumental. Thank you. Yeah. Like I agree. Like, I think that your role, like throughout the year, I found to be very helpful and you, like you, you always gave your feedback in a way that we were able to like come to you with questions and like give like we were able to have a conversation about like what was expected of us and how we should like how we can like do better and I thought that was always like a like a very good thing and I think that like when you get into like more academically rigorous courses like there is a lot that like comes where like people aren't really ready for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that this sort of like environment should be more like implemented throughout like more classes in a way that like students should feel that they are able to like come up with their own ideas and like reach out to their teachers um, for assistance and guidance when needed. Because like in my experience, like throughout high school, like I've always found that like like especially like in sometimes like the higher level courses, there are students who just don't feel like able to go to their like teacher when they need clarification on like how to do this. Or like I felt that a lot like in like, especially like AP Lit or like XBOS where like there were these things that like the rubrics or things that we needed to do where like students just like, they were like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's just like, well, you have somebody who's there who can help you and you need to be able to advocate for yourself. So I think that's something that needs to be fostered more like in our like school environment is to like see your teachers as people who are able to mentor you and able to give you the instruction that you need and to act as like the person who is going to foster your um, ideas and your um your writing or whatever you're doing because a lot of students just like see them as like oh they're supposed to just tell me what to do and then I'm going to do it and then and then if they're and then if they're not doing that like directly feeding them and like spoon feeding them the information there seems to be a lot of struggle but it can't be like that like that's just not how the world is like you have to be able to fight for yourself and make sure that you yourself understand increased autonomy you know yeah. at some point you're not going to have that guide at all mm -hmm. you'll be having to take that journey and take those steps yourself 
Uh, so it sounds like, you know, your guide on the side got you on that path to take that journey. You arrived at really special places and uh, congratulations to all the work you did. Uh, it was monumental, uh, not just in the portfolio, but the scholar fair. Uh, and wish you best of luck in your next steps. Uh, I know going off to some, some universities and, uh, you know, all the best of luck and, and well wishes for that. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, thank you to Sienna, to Brennan, and also to Miss Stellingworth. If you have any you. questions about expository writing, you can certainly feel free to reach out to me, uh, Eric Schmidt, eschmidt at roxbury.org, and we can uh, talk a little more about expository writing. Thank you for your time and have a great day.